Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, this episode stinks. <laughs> it's, you know, it's been a long time since I've fallen asleep watching an episode. Like I honestly wanted to turn it Like, I honestly wanted to turn it off. It's just, it's so bad. Like, it took 20 minutes at least for me to figure out what the hell was going on in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, they were talking about Ferengi. I was like, oh, is this the one with uh, Son of Vigo? <laughs> but no, no, it wasn't. It was, the, it was, I was more interested in them training Data's cat. Like, the cat B story to me was way more interesting than this. Dennis, you froze. Yeah, the internet connection's not good. That's okay. You came back. But I was saying that I was more interested in the cat. Yeah. Well, the writers were too. I know. <laughs> That's what they focused on. So, so, okay, it was so bad. All right, so you want... That was the A story, basically. Let's <laughs> do a spot. Are we going to train spot? Should we train spot? There, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess we can start. So we could just start. I mean, I guess we kind of already have started. I just, it's, it's eh, whatever. We started. It's just this episode, this episode just stinks. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's not very good. Like, I hate to give it away. Like, spoiler. <laughs> but this episode of TNG was pretty, 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 pretty bad. Yeah, they must have already locked in the movies at this point because they just phoned it in. I, well, I mean, like. Seven is really bad. I mean, I get what they were going for with like, was global warming even a thing at this point? Kind of, yeah, because like the ozone layer and stuff was like in the eighties. That's right. Came to fruition. The hole in the ozone. This was their. um, This was their hole in the ozone layer. Yeah, their hairspray. Yes. Remember when global warming was that simple? Like it was just caused by aerosol cans and it was like, oh, we'll just stop using them. Okay. So like, that's it. Problem solved. We've done our part. (laughs) Nothing to do with the factories. Shut down the Aquanet plants. But what about shut them down? But our hair's... (laughs) Our hair. Come up with a different way to dispense your product. Our hair will be frizzy and, and icky. Shut it down. <laughs> this is just like everything about this episode is stupid. Like, I guess it, it, it starts with Data and Jordy and Spot. Because yeah, Spot's under the bed. Data lets Jordy borrow his cat to see if. Jordy would be a good candidate to own a cat, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. Like, that's what's happening here. Spot is no longer a pet. He is now a experiment. He's, <laughs> a, he's a seed pet. Yes, he's a seed pet. Plant it and see if anything grows. If something grows, then we'll transplant him later with a new pet of your own. Which is weird to me because uh, uh, Jordy seems like a guy who would already have a cat. Like, 
lots of cats. Yeah, he's like a lonely, <laughs> he's the lonely old cat guy. Like he's got 15 cats and like he keeps the dead ones in plastic bags in his space freezer because he loves yeah. them and he doesn't want to get rid of He's a space hoarder. He's a lonely old space you hoarder. You thought he had too many cats. Just what do you see how many gerbils yeah. he has? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like he's got pictures of his imaginary girlfriends around his apartment, but they're just, they're just empty frames. Because, or are there pictures of like, <laughs> <laughs> they're, pic- they're pictures of floppy disks. I like, still can't see the sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember this computer simulation, and there's the actual picture of it right there. There's the, there's the floppy disk. It came on. What a, what a time. Bunch of ones and zeros. Le- 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 Leah and I went to, uh, we went to Paris. It was amazing. <laughs> we went to the Louvre. Yeah. Mm, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But yeah, so I um, saw the Mona Lisa, the space Mona Lisa, dude. Yeah. I just don't get how Jordy isn't a cat guy already. Like it just, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess he wouldn't do well with cats because he didn't necessarily do well with dogs either because he took that black chick's dog and then it turned into an alien blob thing that tried to kill him. Yeah. So you should, you should get a bird. Or just, you know, one of those robot dogs that the Japanese make or something. Yeah, yeah whatever. You would figure in the future, robot dogs would be even more commonplace. So it's a dog. It's a robot dog. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that your front door behind you right there? Yes. Nice. Okay. I'm, so, I'm still trying to figure out the layout of your house. Yes. This is, uh, I'm in the living room. Slash great room. Okay, so then like you have an upstairs the dining room is there. Okay, well it's just like a dual level type of deal. It's just a couple of steps, and then it goes to the living quarters. Oh, so you have like a bi level house, like we do. Yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting. That's very Ohio of you. No, oh, we try. Ohio's pretty great. We try here in Newport News. We strive to be Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a heroin problem? In Newport News? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I guess they decide that they need to train Spot. Yeah, because Data's never thought about training his pet cat. I never even heard of training a cat. I didn't think you – I thought cats just kind of – I thought they were notorious for just doing what they want to do. I'm not a cat owner, so I don't know. Like I just thought cats do whatever they want. They come and go as they please. Yeah, that should be like the, the first flag – that Jordy should not be a cat owner if he thinks they can be trained <laughs> or that they should be trained. It's like, you idiot. You don't know anything about, about cats. <laughs> like cats are, you a lion. Cat, you. cats are pretty independent. Uh, like who's like, if he got, but I guess cats make more sense to have on the enterprise than dogs because the, the hours necessary for working like doesn't really allot you time to a dog. And where would you walk a dog? And where? So I guess there's like a ship dog sitter, <laughs> like somebody who's like some ensign somewhere whose job is just to walk the dogs. And I guess holiday. yeah, you take that dog to the holodeck like it's the park, but then there's just like Riker semen and dog shit all over the time. <laughs> and this ensign with like a bunch of leashes wrapped around him. <laughs> then he slips on Riker semen, and the dogs all run away. Yeah. They don't. They don't go anywhere. They just run, and then they. That's just, an episode. That's a season seven episode. <laughs> Dogs all over the ship, and then they hit the wall, and then they they become aliens. Yeah. What are we going to do about all these dogs? Number one. Moriarty holds all the dogs for ransom. 
No, he's got all of our pooches, number. We have to save him, number one. Not Fido, number one. What am I going to do without Mr. Bigglesworth, number one? I have to have him back. <laughs> I love him so much. He's my pet dog. Yeah, TNG really would have been better if the captain, because like when uh, Data was in charge of the ship, like we talked about him having Spot on his lap the whole yeah. time. Like if Picard just had like a cat on his lap <laughs> the whole time, it would have been a much better show. I don't think the show could get much better because it, when it's good, it's good. But I mean, when it's bad, I mean, it is just in the. That's to- when they bring out the cat. <laughs> It's just in the toilet bed. Like, okay. Here's, um, Have you trained your cat? <laughs> here's the deal, buddy. I read the script this week, and this one stinks. So I've decided that I'm going to put Mr. Bigglesworth in charge of the Enterprise this week. I'm going to go on an archaeological dig, and I'll see you guys later. He's in charge while I'm gone. Mr. Big, Big, Mr. Bigglesworth. The cat would like a, <laughs> a red and black cat sweater. And, and the communicator pin. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth, the bridge is yours. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Worf is like, Captain, should I open fire? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 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 Yes, so Mr. Bigglesworth is official. It's been reconned that he is... It's cat. The acting captain. Yeah, who takes over on episodes like this one. Yeah. <laughs> because, man, there's just not a lot going on. There's a Ferengi vessel that is just marooned. It's just marooned in space. Yeah. And uh, they approach the Ferengi vessel, and then all of a sudden the Ferengi vessel starts shooting at the Enterprise. Like, it's playing possum, and you're going, oh, snap, this could be kind of interesting. What's going on here? Like... Yeah. We got some phaser blasts and some neat stuff happening, and oh, snap. But nah. Uh-uh. No. Nah. You're like, did you, did you steal our gas, man? <laughs> we broke down here. We know you broke us down. You were siphoning on gas. Yeah. Our space gas. And then the, um, the, the Ferengi dude. Ferengi have AAA. <laughs> probably. Like space AAA that comes out and probably. goes their ship. And they said, like, hey, man, look, uh, you guys attacked us, and this is a uh, act of war, and we're going to kick your butt. We're going to kick your butt. The Ferengis are going to go to the war with the Federation. But that premise itself just sounds stupid. Like, all right, fine, bring this is it the on. the only Ferengi captain who's never heard of Captain Picard. <laughs> all of them hate him because he destroyed that one ship that, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is just talking shit to him like it's nothing. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of the scene in um, Dark Knight where the guy wants to blackmail Bruce Wayne and uh, yeah. Lucius Fox sits him down. And he's like, all right, you think your boss is a superhero and you're going to blackmail him? <laughs> like, that's not very smart, dude. Good luck with that. Like, uh, you haven't been to Picard's Red Room. He has Ferengi skulls mounted <laughs> on... <laughs> On his predator <laughs> in his office, like he is the, Fer- the spine still attached. He is, he is the uh, Hitler of Ferengi, and, <laughs> and you're whoa, just, whoa, whoa. even in the 24th century, not cool. Buddy. <laughs> too soon, <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Right. He is the uh, like Captain Picard. We really don't need an oven on the Enterprise. No, Let's no, kill no. them all, just in case any Ferengi show up. I hate them. But yeah, so he's not a fan of the Ferengi, and he will smoke you. Yeah, 
And this dude's like trying to break bad on Picard. And what kind of army are the Ferengi going to have anyway? I mean, they shoot platinum at you. <laughs> <laughs> they go shoot nickels. <laughs> I mean, come on, Jack. But they probably do have money bins all over the planet to go swimming in. <laughs> they, that's Scrooge McDuck planet? Yeah, that would be awesome. I would, I would live on Scrooge McDuck planet. <laughs> Ferenginar is nothing but money bins everywhere. That's all Scrooge McDuck's. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have any chance against against the ship or against these people or like against shields are down and stuff. Yeah, it's a really like, bad time to talk shit. You were picking the wrong time to talk smack, so you were gonna get worked. Yeah, Uncon- I mean, just worked, and he's just like, "Well, this is an act of war." And then Picard doesn't even bother. Like, I'm not gonna kill you. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna tell you, like. Oh, I guess I'll just tell your government where you might be, where they can find your body. <laughs> your rotting corpses. Because you never know what's going to happen out here in the, in the solitude of space. No one can hear your screams. I tell you what, Fergie Captain, the four horsemen have to ride on another plane because <laughs> I reserve this stratosphere for us. you. <laughs> The Federation will ride on another planet. It's our reserve to stratosphere for me and you, Ferengi Captain. Oh, this dude ain't joking around. It's going to be shameful. It's going to be shameful. This dude ain't messing around. I better, uh, I better backtrack here. And, he, and to his defense, he backtracks. Yeah. Well, he negotiated into that. He said, all right. That's how he's looking at it. All right, all right. So, uh, okay. You, you're right. We're wrong. <laughs> Like, let's not, let's not, let's not get, let's not get crazy here, guys. Let's not get silver fox on them. Let's, you're right, I'm wrong. You're right, I'm wrong. You're right, I'm wrong. You're right, you're right, I'm wrong. Let's not go crazy. Let's talk this through. Yeah. And they decide to talk it through, of course. And, um, and then this episode loses me. Like, then I just kind of like, then there's another. I didn't know what was going on. They like where did the where did the 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 family come from? Like where did the brother and sister come from? They just found them out in space or something. I don't know. Like, Me neither. I guess the ship just started approaching, right? I don't remember. I think I fell asleep at this point. <laughs> Next thing I know, they're on the bridge. Dennis woke up and with a giant boner. He's like, "What's happening here?" Let me take care of this. <laughs> I got some work to do. Or let me. What's this episode called? Um, Forces of nature. Force of nature. I mean, I'm trying to review this episode the best I can, and as yeah. fairly as I can. But man, it was just so bad. We should, you know, what we should have done after watching this episode. We should have watched the Sandra Bullock movie Forces of Nature with Ben Affleck and reviewed that. I I never even heard of that movie. Force of Nature. It's uh, all Ben Holmes. Ben Affleck wants to do is make it from New York to Savannah, Georgia, in time for his wedding. When a seagull and a hurricane ruin any chance that he has of flying there, Holmes reluctantly joins the quirky Sarah Lewis, Sandra Bullock in a rental car for a road trip back to his bride to be. But nature seems to conspire against his every attempt at a timely return. And in the meantime, he finds himself growing close to Sarah. So this sounds like a planes, trains, and automobiles kind of thing. 
Yeah. Where it's With adultery. <laughs> but I mean, I think wouldn't planes, trains, and automobiles have been better served with a homosexual subplot? Like, yeah. I mean, he did put his hand up his ass. <laughs> which was pretty awesome. Those are yeah. pillows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bears. I love that show. That's a great film. Force of Nature. John Candy was great. John Candy was great. God rest his soul. Like he was, that was, that's one that like John Candy, Bill Hartman are things that people don't talk about very often. Yeah, not often enough for sure. My uh, junior year in high school, I went to like a, a magnet school, like a residential one, and my roommate looked just like John Candy. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. Who is this person? John Candy? No, no. I'm I'm having a completely different conversation with myself. I apologize. Um, someone I don't know asked for um, access. What the hell is that? I hate the MLB website because it just fires off at no bet for no reason. Who is this person? Um, this person wants access to a script that I'm working on with a friend of mine, but I have no idea who he is. So why am I going to let him look at my scrup? <laughs> I don't know who you are, buddy. Like, um, I don't know how to respond to that. So I'm just not gonna, I mean, yeah. just leave that alone. So anyway, so I got the Wicked page up here and uh, they investigate the disappearance of a medical ship, the Fleming. So the, they, they're looking for the Fleming. In the process, they find a Ferengi ship, which is badly disabled. The Ferengi Daemon contends uh, a Federation buoy. Buoy doesn't look like buoy. Like when you see buoy, B-U-O-Y, doesn't look like buoy. Every word that is pronounced buoy does not look like buoy. Because like, <laughs> remember that basketball player, Sam Buoy, who got yes. drafted before Michael Jordan? B-O-W-I-E was his yeah, last name is Bowie. <laughs> This doesn't look like a buoy, but buoy disabled his ship. A buoy, it looks like a buoy. Buoy. A buoy disabled a buoy? The Enterprise crew uh, learns a here can brother and sister, Ramal and Sarah Vona, are responsible for disabling the ships by using um, disguised ship disabling mines. I don't know how they figured that part out. They told them that's what they're doing. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, like, I just watched this yesterday, and, like, this part is very foggy. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like I remember they were talking to him, and they were explaining to him, oh, yeah, you know, you need to not go to warp here because the Enterprise got disabled, and that's when those yes. people rolled up on him. That's right. And was telling him, hey, you know, don't warp here. I'll and, warp wherever I want. Yeah, well, no, you won't because we set minds up all over here. <laughs> warp me. Warp you, Jack. <laughs> You can go warp yourself. Go warp yourself. You, you a sucker. I mean, I ain't got time for you. You better get out of my face. I'll warp wherever. I'll, I'll warp you. I'll warp your mama. I'll warp your sister. I'll warp your greasy, greasy grandma. You warp my sister? I've, I've warped her. Me and all my boys have warped her. Oh. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, Jack. Um, Did you shut up crap my 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 uh, my sister? <laughs> oh, I warped up. I warped up. Warp nine, baby. We was warping on. Warped. We were. Oh, 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 oh wow, man, that's tough. 
<laughs> Even I'm like on that one. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. She wanted it. I mean, that doesn't make it right. She Janet. told me they engage. <laughs> she said engage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I engage your face. <laughs> but anyway, so like boring stuff happens. Yeah, they come on, they explain about the whole, oh, you know, your warp engines are tearing holes in our, our sector here, and it's affecting our environment. But, like, if, 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 okay, if the Federation were, like, a real government, if they were, like, disabling, think about it like this. All right, think if you had, like, some, these people are terrorists, like they they're they're space terrorists. They're disabling like vehicles and ships. And they're they, like space Greenpeace. Yeah, it's like, like uh, shouldn't shouldn't they go to space jail and like be locked up? I mean, they just they, they disabled the flagship of the uh, the Federation and and a medical vessel. Like these, I mean, that they're on a peaceful mission. They're not messing with nobody. These people are terrorists. I knew the name Rabala and Sarvona. That sounds a little Muslim to me. <laughs> I mean, little. They might be those like Russian Muslims or something from Chechnya or whatever. Then yeah, Chechnya. Chechnyans. You know? I mean, I'm not, you know. If Manny were here, I'd let Manny go with that one. Yeah, <laughs> but, he'd run with it. But I got to take it for the team. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. They're, these people are, are environmental terrorists. Yeah, and terror will not be tolerated. Terror. No, they're like the people who, uh, like in California, that burn down new housing developments. And yeah, stuff like that. they we're don't gonna, know. There's nobody inside. We're gonna smoke them out of their holes. Terror. <laughs> you gotta do my terror. Terror. <laughs> We're going to use some strategery. Yeah, we're going to use some strategery and terror. <laughs> terror. But yeah, so um, they these people are not nice. And they have their agenda, yes, but their agenda is crazy. And um, the siblings contend that sustained warp drive is destroying the fabric of space near their home world and eventually destroy their planet. Like how much warping is going on there? Because you got to figure, like around Earth, there's got to be a lot of warping going on. Oh yeah, right? but this stuff ain't happening in there. Why is it happening so much in there? A little. I don't even know. I don't even know where it is. Nobody I knows. Even, I don't even care where this dumb planet. That's why they're in warp through country. <laughs> Nobody yes. stops there. Like, yeah, this is you know this place stinks. Nobody wants to be here. That's why they're, and like, they're like space, Nebraska. <laughs> why was like, what was up with their outfits too? Their space outfits were very fluffy and, and intricate. Like they had the weird, like arm, uh, garter thing going on. Like, yeah. I it's think, like they're from a planet of seamstresses or something. Yeah. They, they definitely bought these outfits at like a Prince yard sailors. <laughs> <laughs> they had to all make it themselves. Yeah. Hey, we found these patterns at uh, the Space Prince store. We should totally make these. <laughs> so yeah, so like, and like they only had one color fabric because yeah, local new power generation. Yeah, everything's gray. So they had these Prince patterns, and everything's gray. 
and nobody believes this girl. Like nobody believes her. She thinks like, oh, nobody believes me. Yank, yank, yank. And she's a dramatic C. So she goes off into her ship and, and blows herself up. Yeah, of course. Which I mean, isn't gonna help anybody. I mean, you know, come on, I, come on, baby. Yeah. You know, you want me to? You know, she lucked up and she actually created a rip in space and time. But what if something <laughs> happened? I mean, you want to impress me, honey? Uh, take your shirt off. <laughs> Come on, baby. You want me to? You want, you want me to listen to you? How about you? Uh, give me brains. Yeah, let the, let those things breathe. Yeah, come come on, baby. Let those space boobs out. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what you gotta say. Nobody <laughs> nobody cares. And and jo- Jordy just thinks she's like a total crackpot. Yeah. You know. Because he'd be loving his warp engines. He'd be loving the engines. He'd be loving space. He'd be loving technology. And and that's he, actually the B story of this episode is his little friendly rivalry with another chief engineer. But wouldn't that be a C story? Because there's no, like... Because they talk about it more than they do this warp thing. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, okay, so I'm trying to figure this out then. So the A story in this episode, is it training spot? Yes. And then the B story is the sibling rivalry with the other engineer. Yes, I think so. And then the C story is, because this is a rare episode of Star Trek, because they have like three stories kind of going at once, um, only one of which interests me, and that's the, that's the cat. Like the rest of this, I can, I, I, I can, I can tell you, I don't, I don't care about. Like, I just don't. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's you know, like like Jordy and and uh, and 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 the robot have some interesting comments back and forth, like when they're in the Jeffries tubes, and it's like, well, how would I go about training the cat? Yeah. And he's like, well, you can stun him with your phaser, <laughs> and like they like, I could not stun my cat, and I was yeah. like, that's that's a fun back and forth, and then like they have another fun yeah. back and forth where. Like um, he's feeding, he's feeding him, and then he gets the ball to string, and then Data's like, uh, "I gotta play with the cat." And Jordy yeah. says to him, "Well, I can see the training's working for somebody." Boom. Yeah, like I just see like uh, somebody playing like the the trombone in the background. <laughs> Not a rusty one, unfortunately. But no, this. I mean, this episode. I mean, Dennis, I gotta tell you. Pretty, pretty bad. We could have used some uh, some police house in this episode to bust some shit up. Because that's what should have happened. Like, after these terrorists... I mean, it's a mystery, right? They need yeah. to investigate the mystery with police house. Well, the police house should have showed up after the terrorists. I mean, they're knocking down power from all these space vessels and just leaving them out there in the nakedness of space without their life supports, without their machineries, without their, uh, their warp drives there. I mean, this... Like- Police house would have disguised himself as their ship. So when she tried to fly away in the ship, he just <laughs> shuts all the doors. Police house. <laughs> gotcha. Freeze. You've done it again, police house. <laughs> You're a genius. And then police house would have went to smush forward with some, uh, some ladies. This episode's got nothing going on, man. Like there's just, I mean, you know, it would have been cool if the episode actually would have been like, um, all of the cats on the Enterprise don't listen to their owners. So Data and Jordy open up like a cat training. Like a support uh, group? No, like, no, no, no. They open a school. <laughs> like, it was like daddy daycare. Yes. Except oh, for it's, like a Jordy cat care. It's a cat obedience school. <laughs> <laughs> 
and 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 then just you know wacky things ensue like like um i guess geordie like the cats can play a trick on him and they put catnip in his coffee and he accidentally gets high from the catnip and then he thinks he's a cat and he's like pawing at stuff <laughs> like that would have been awesome like i would have been all in on that episode like I, yeah. that episode in my mind is a 10 you yeah, know that would be pretty good <laughs> like geordie is high as a giraffe's ass on catnip like just bat- and like Jordy. And data's the cats have like disassembled data and like he's they're dragging his head he's like what are you doing and they're pulling his arms and his torso yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden they get a a, a, a message on his uh, on his comm and it's captain picard and the engines are in like full meltdown like and but they but they're their chief engineer is high on catnip and their their robot is in pieces taken apart by cats so the cats fix the engines they realize that working together and following rules in the manual that they read they figure it out and go okay cool we, we look it's there's time to play but there's also time to be serious but first they had to consult the master argyle <laughs> so they had to go on a quest to find him in the jeffrey's yeah, yeah yeah this is like at least a two-parter what you're this, talking about i imagine argyle is kind of like Lieutenant, like uh, like Colonel Kurtz in in Apocalypse Now. So like the three cats go on this mission in the Jeffries yeah. tubes, and like then they finally run into him, and then like there's a crazy Dennis Hopper there. He's like the Argyle man. He's like a he's like a poet man. He's like a genius. He doesn't want to do this to you, man. I'm in. Let's let's write that episode. It's like really dark in his tubes and he's like washing himself <laughs> and argyle gains like 50 extra pounds so he just he's just kind of stuck in the jeffrey's tube like that's what happened to him <laughs> he passed out one day and uh kept eating donuts <laughs> that he just found that's that he was all this better than this episode yeah but yeah so um police house doesn't show up and nobody and nobody goes to smush forward, and uh, bones, <laughs> boring thugs in harmony, nowhere to be found. No. And then you just got these two boring twins who dress like like they're at a uh, Renaissance fair, <laughs> but they're not even interesting. They're not even interesting Renaissance people. Like it's like Shakespeare in the park with no park and no Shakespeare. They yeah, just. I mean, the best thing any either one of them does is blow themselves up. <laughs> yeah, they can only do that trick once. And like they're dressed like they're going to like a Duran Duran concert or something. Like it just not into it. And then uh, she says, you know, they blows herself up. And then the riff is formed, so she actually ruins everything because the Fleming becomes trapped and damaged. And the Enterprise says, okay, well, um, we can we can hang ten bros, and we can surf through the rift without using our wharf drive. And that's and that's exactly what they do. They 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 ride the wave of excitement right out of this dumb episode. <laughs> <laughs> they swag and surf and swag and swag and surf. No, that is the itchy and scratchy song, right? Like, did they? I mean, no, because, that's like an actual song. I know, I know it is. I know the sw- the surf swag is well, they swag yeah. and surf, but the itchy and scratchy is dun 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 dun. So did they? Did they? I mean, was that their? They warp and warp and warp and warp and warp. 
Work, 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 work. <laughs> but, but lo and hold, they find out that this is exactly what's happening. Like the, uh, the Federation, the, the warp drive is ruining these, these planets and the space time fabric is being destroyed. It's being ripped apart by all the warp drive and they show colorful graphs of how it will be in 10 years and 20 years. Maybe this is a further fallout from the uh, Age of Ultron. Maybe. <laughs> now, like, is this just happening in their sector of space or is this all over? That's the- what I'm saying. Like, why is this only happening here? Nobody else is complaining about it. No, and, and then, then like... can be more warping going on everywhere else. And if, and if that's the case, then just don't go here anymore. Yeah. You know, just cut Honestly, them off. The people are... Pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) They're boring. They smell. They wear dumb clothes, and everybody hates them. Yeah, they're they're Mr. T before or uh, Clubber Lang before the fight. I want to be left alone. Yeah, they just want to be left alone. And the thing is, this dude has he has written Star Trek into this weird hole because now the vessels can only go warp five. Unless it's an extreme emergency. And then the big, the big deal at the end of the episode is the Klingons will also agree to the limitations. How do you know Worf? Like, like Worf just spoke for the entire Klingon empire. Dennis, that would be like you saying like all the black people vote for Herman Cain because I said, cause I said yeah. so. You know, like you I mean, I've got a lot of pull in the, uh, the black community, <laughs> but I don't got that much. I mean, but it's just, it seems silly for him just to come out and like decree that the Klingon Empire will also agree to the limitations because he's not yeah. a member of like the, the Klingon, uh, like the Klingon High Council. If anything, I would, li- I would listen to it more from Picard if Picard was like, oh, the Klingons are down with this. Because yeah. he but was... No, no, because now, now uh, Worf is like the guy who put Kales there in that ceremonial role. So, is he? Is he? Yeah. Is he? I mean, yeah. come on. That's, so you're saying that he is Worf by putting that guy in like a, in a dog and pony show is more important than the Chadich bro? No, 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 of course not. Come on, so but, uh, I'm just saying, he has some pull. So it would have been cool, though, if like Worf was like, and the Klingon Empire says so too, and then Picard's like, no, 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 I don't think so. No, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, it, it would be over. Then they could get into a fight, and that would make it interesting. But yeah. then like, you know, then, then they have like, well, but I don't know if the Romulans will do it or anybody else. And then it just ends. And then like, the, you know, then these two dopes are looking at like, the- We've done our part. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. and that's it i mean <laughs> it's so dumb you know what's funny is on uh memory alpha like because we're talking about how bad this is and i remember before there was an episode that was really bad and like even the producers and stuff like you know, they were talking shit about it sure enough if you go to the story and production section here people are just saying this was a mess of an episode from the beginning like they kept trying to do some kind of um environmental issue episode mm-hmm. from like the sixth season and kept trying to re- rewrite it and rewrite it and it never worked and i guess eventually they just decided oh well <laughs> we got to do something so you know what this doesn't work but this is about as good as it's not gonna work so <laughs> it's just this before anybody thought of greenzo so <laughs> <laughs> they could have greenzo show up it would have been better i mean this i mean uh, but as you said on Memory Alpha, they talked about this episode and about how bad it is. No. Well, I'm, like, there's just nothing going on here, man. Like, the Memory Alpha page is really long, but I mean, like, 
how did you how did you get all this stuff here? That's just not good. I mean, this episode was derived from a premise he created back in the sixties and known as Limits. Yeah, uh, this was a troubled episode. From there the- are limits to my attention span. <laughs> we had tried it in many guises and it never worked. And beginning at the seventh season, we were just kind of throwing shit at the fan to see what would happen. <laughs> And we said, you know what, man? Like, who cares? Whatever. Let's just do it. And they said, fine. Uh, this, this really pisses me off here because they said, regarding the weak link between the episodes A and B plots, Shankar explained, the slightest dramatic connection between the two is the notion that you can't control a force of nature like a cat. <laughs> what the fuck? Look at my face. <laughs> Look at my face. So, like... This is like this is uh, Billy Madison answering the question at the end of the movie. It's like uh, so the cat is that was an environmental disaster. (laughs) Captain Picard, what you have said is the single most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. At no point in your idiotic ramblings did you come anything that closely resembles an answer <laughs> i worked you no points and they got everything on, on your soul but i'm the chardich bro <laughs> that's fucking stupid they said the uh, brig observed there were preposterous moments in that show on the other hand <laughs> we knew the risks but we felt it was really important to at least to try to do an environmental show we struggled with making it personal story and in the end it just didn't work as well as we wanted it <laughs> We, we you know what, if, I were, if I were an advertiser on this episode, I would ask for my money back. After reading this? Hell yeah. yeah. When you limit warp drive, the rug is being pulled out from under Star Trek. I wish more time had been spent with that and less time with Spot the Cat. I disagree because I think more time should have been <laughs> on Spot. This is where Brendan Bega and I, um, I mean, disagree wholeheartedly on this episode. The more time you spend on the cat, and the less time you spend on the actual stupidness of the plot is, is more interesting because that's the one thing I will say about, uh, about TNG. Whereas like, if you watch the original episodes, which I've been doing a lot lately, they do kind of have like the weird, almost like comedic episodes or like, like trouble for tribbles. Trouble for tribbles is a comedy. Like that's a comedy show. You know, like the, the, it's a comedy set in outer space. There are a few more episodes, none that I can think of right off the top of my head. Uh, I'm sure if Ben was here, he would have. Well, the one, um, the shore leave one where they're on the planet, like the Easter bunnies there. Yeah, and all that's, 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 a, that's a comedy. Like that's like a monkey's episode almost, you know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> this weird stuff. And like this TNG never really does that. They never really do like the, okay, this is kind of lighthearted like a, episode, yeah. like a lighthearted kind of comedy. Like they have to like, I mean, this episode, ju- I mean, it just like the only one I can think of that even comes close, I guess it's like menage Troy where they get kidnapped by the Ferengi or whatever. And like, what's her face has to seduce the Ferengi captain. I can do this all night. <laughs> you just give me all them cocks, Ferengis. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just really bad. Yeah, it is. You're correct. I mean, like, it's just, this may be, and I mean, by this point, too, like, 
like, why are you putting episodes on the air that even the producers are like, yeah, this episode kind of stinks. Like, why would you do that? Like, you guys are just like, eh, whatever, man. I mean, they just essentially took Paramount's money. If I was Paramount, I'd sue and be like, look, I want all this money back that you guys wasted on this silly episode because it's just dumb. Yeah, it's that is the perfect word for it. It's just, dumb. it's just dumb. Like the production staff were unanimously disappointed with the episode. Uh, Michael Pillar remarked, I think this is the worst show I collaborated on this season. <laughs> I want it limited to this season. I mean, this season, I mean, season seven is pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, it's just, if you look at the, like the, the roster of episodes, it's just like stinker after stinker. You know what I mean? If anything, the way that they uh, the Enterprise coasted in to grab that other ship and coasted out, that's what they're doing in season seven. They're just coasting. <laughs> they got senioritis, bro. They're just like, oh, whatever, man. We're gonna graduate. It's cool. Let's just go smoke yeah. some reefer and kind of. I'm going to I'm going to movies after the summer anyway, so I don't care. Like Gambit one and two was I like I like those. Phantasm was eh. Uh, Phantasm was good. Dark Page was Dark Page was not. I mean, it's not. It wasn't very good. Attached was was good. I liked Attached. It was sneaky. But this force is a nature. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Jim, it was just bad. Yeah. Not good. Jim. <laughs> I mean, really, man, really. I don't like, even know what to say. Like it's just, it's just dumb. Like it's, it's just insulting. Like everybody, they're just like, yeah, this episode sucked. Like, I mean, I feel bad that we have to review yeah. it. I'm glad I didn't see this when it came out. Uh, I, I would have been mad that I actually didn't watch something else. Because I watched this, I watched this series in just, I mean, boom. I mean, I just watched the series when Sophie was born and I have, I honestly mean this. I have no recollection of this episode. None. I've seen, I've seen Star Trek. Now this is probably like the fourth time I've watched it all the way through. I have no recollection of this episode. I had no idea what the hell was going on here. I mean, none. I was clueless. This episode sucks. I was I was sitting there. I was like, "Are they really still talking about this cat? <laughs> what the hell is going on?" Here? <laughs> At least the cat gives. Like, I, I missed the whole part when they were first talking about the Fleming being missing because <laughs> I, I was so focused in on this cat. Yeah, like it was just the Fleming thing was kind of a good idea. Like, you know, I, actually, you know what? I don't think anything was good about this. No, Except like if they really, there's really like there's a threat in this episode but it's not frustrated really at all. Like it would have been better if there were other ships, like there was just ships being torn apart all over the place. And the funny part is debris field somewhere, but you know, and the one interesting thing about the episode was watching that the, 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 the Ferguson or the Fleming or whatever, turn its warp drives on and then try to go like it blows up and they don't even show that. Like, they just show, like, this weird angle of, like, Picard in his chair. It's like, no, dude, like, that's the, most in- that's the most interesting thing visually in this episode. Let me see a ship explode. Like, that would be fun. Yeah, we don't have the budget for that. No, we don't even get that. We spent all of our money on writing the script. We spent all of our money on bagels at the meetings because we had to figure out how we were going to get the dumbass script done. I mean, yeah. 
we had to issue out a lot of bonuses to the cast and crew to actually make this episode. So I mean, like just like you know, they just I mean, at some point, like I would love to interview someone who was on the show or who was with the show at that point, and even the actors would be like, "Did you guys like? How did you feel when you read that? Like, were you just like, ugh, like this is awful?" Yeah, they probably don't remember it either. Yeah, it's just it's just like all right, sweet, it's a paycheck. Sweet. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, Mr. Bugglesworth is going to be playing the role of Captain Picard. I'm going to go golfing. I'll see you guys later. Look, you do buddy, realize I'm a Shakespearean trained actor. Here. Look, buddy, if this is the effort you're going to put into it, I mean, I'm going to be playing with my pecker here while I'm just watching all this happen. I mean, I, I, I swear to God, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. And I mean, I read, I was in season one, buddy, okay? This is, this is crap. And wait till we get to Sub Rosa. Oh my God, it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's still bad episodes down the road. Wait for it. But the thing is, for the longest time, I felt like Sub Rosa was one of the worst episodes, but this might be it. Like, this might be the, this might be the one that takes the cake. This might be the creme de la creme of bad Star Trek episodes, because at least, at least Sub Rosa is memorable. Memorably like, bad. Yeah. yeah, like the the grandmother and the, the, the rape ghost and all that other weird stuff. At least it's memorable. Like, there is just nothing interesting about this. No. Like, I know Too Short a Season, that's my least favorite episode so far, but this one is right there. It's just bad. It's just... It's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to be mean and I'm not trying to sound jerky, but it's just, it's not even bad in a memorable way. Like, what about the clip show? Remember the clip show? Like the, the shades of gray or whatever. Like, again, at least it's memorably terrible. This is just really bad. I will say, like, for the rest of the season seven that we have coming up, the episodes are pretty good or pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> like it's either or. There's not a whole lot of Miller Road ones because nah. like the Pegasus, that's pretty good. That what's one. the pe- what's the Pegasus one? Uh, okay. What's that's the, pe- the one where the the ship that Riker used to be on got stuck in some asteroid? Okay, that's right. So they had to go on a mission to try and get it. And uh, Lower Decks, I like that. One. Lower Decks is great. Like that's just a fun episode because like you know you always hear about the. This is the episode about the the unwashed masses, you know. Yeah, they like, Genesis. I don't know if I I don't know if it's a good one or a bad one, but I remember it at least. Where's the one where Picard's son shows up? That is. Is that Firstborn or Bloodlines? Bloodlines, yeah. That's Damon a weird. Bach. That's a weird episode. Yeah. Like I'm gonna kill your son. Uh, that, I'm gonna kill your son that you didn't know you had. Oh, cool. Whatever. I don't care. Preemptive strike. That one is a uh, row comes back and then leaves. Yeah, that's a good one because that's the last you see of her. Because she, like you said, she shows up and then dips. But then you got episodes like masks. I fucking hate that episode. I don't even remember that one. It's like Data puts on some mask and gets possessed by the like alien entity. So it's it's not like um, that Tom Cruise movie with all the sex in it. No, it's not that. No. 
Because that would be pretty cool if the movie was like eyes wide shut. <laughs> yes, if it was eyes wide shut. I don't want to enterprise. I don't want to use all my jokes now for that because that would be fun. I'm going to watch eyes wide shut. Listen, forget about that one, listeners. <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody's even going to listen to this episode because it's just this episode is just so terribly terrible. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, it's just I hate it. I hate it. I, and I know I've said that a lot this season, but God, I just hate it. Yeah. Like I would like to some I would like to find somebody who actually thinks it's good. No, Those you could, writers don't. You couldn't. Like the there'd be there'd be nobody who would be amped on this episode. Like I couldn't think of anybody. Like nobody involved would want would want anything to do with this. Yeah. I really wish Ben was here. Because if know, anybody's going to find anything redeeming about it, it would be somebody like Ben. Next time we talk to him, we'll ask him. Hopefully we can have him. I mean, he's going to come on as soon as we start getting towards the end of the show and like once we're almost done. So we could be like, that. we like, look, I got one question for you. Did you like this dumb episode? Yeah. And you know what episode I'm talking about. Not even do you like yeah. it. Do you see anything redeemable about any merit? I mean, because like they, I mean, they limit everything about Star Trek from this point on is forever changed because they can't go over five, uh, over warp five. Yeah. Everything about this episode now, it changes everything on an episode nobody's going to remember and they're never going to reference ever again. Like, do you think they're ever going to go like uh, in one of the movies, like, oh, Warp Speed 9, but we can't, Captain, because remember that episode about, uh, about the holes in space? Oh, that's right. We can't go Warp Speed 9, we can, but this is an emergency, so we have to. Like, it's, you know, it's never going to come up oh, again. Let me do the paperwork. <laughs> Data, fill out the paperwork that will allow so it's us. It's one of those things just where you have to fill out a form. <laughs> Data, get the form so we can go faster than Warp 5. Aye, aye, Captain. Data's good at this, man. He's good. Watch, watch. <laughs> then they have to wait for approval. <laughs> it just, and it just, the print just comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's just that would bad. at least be interesting. It's just bad. It's just bad. There's, no- There's even a Troy episode later this season that's not too bad. The one really? where she's seeing visions of this like strange guy, and uh, she almost walks into the engine and stuff like that. Cause she's hallucinating because she's cum drunk. Yeah, I finally did it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember he that. Loaned her out too I, many times. I don't remember that episode. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's great or not, but it's... It's got to be better. I mean, it's got to be better than this. I mean, this episode just sucks. I mean, I, we could go on and on and on. And, like, this is, like, this is the worst one I've ever seen. I'm giving this I'm giving this episode a one. <laughs> wow. It was awful. Like, there, Dennis, there's nothing good about it. Like, there's not even a lot of good stuff to make fun of because, I mean, there's nothing happening. <sighs> this episode's... Yeah, Four point one. No, you're just being too kind. This episode blows. No, because I, if I recall correctly, I gave too short a season of four. So this is like a sliver. 
above it. And I can't go over, over War 5, so <laughs> I don't think anybody will. <laughs> so that if we can't go over War 5, if we give it a 4, then it's actually really good. That's like an 8, so this is like a... This is all this for me. Then this is full stop. I've stopped the ship. <laughs> reverse engines. I reverse. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to blow this thing up. That's, I'm just going to. I'm going I'm to separate this. I'm going to separate the saucer. I'm going to blow up the ship. At least at one point they were talking about separating the saucer, and they they was like, "No, nah, you know what? We're not going to separate the saucer for this episode. Like, no, yeah. we're not doing it. Like, no. Like the the Enterprise would have." gained its own sentience and like separated the saucer and then shot itself from both sides. <laughs> Please kill us. And this. This episode sticks. Yeah, one zero zero one <laughs> zero kill. Like, I mean, like, I can't remember. Like you said you fell asleep during the episode and I can't remember the last time that's happened. I, I don't remember the last time it's happened. We, it was dumb. I was like, even tired. <laughs> I was just bored. <laughs> this episode of Star Trek sucked the life out of you. It did. It's like a vampire episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I don't really have much else to say. Yeah. It's just, da, 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 da. I'm sorry. I apologize. Like, I know... You know what? I mean, sometimes, sometimes we can only be. Like, we should just picture up like this on the website. <laughs> sometimes we can only. I mean, we can't polish a turd every time. People is what I'm saying. And this is too big a turd, and there's just not enough polish. Yeah. We, you know, what? polish this whole galaxy. We waste. We wasted all our polish on dark page, and and interface. <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, this episode. I mean, nah, nah, bro, nah, nah. This, you know what this episode is? This episode's a grenade. <laughs> this episode's a grenade. Yeah, you totally have to jump on that. I'm totally not. I'm not jumping on this grenade, Dennis. I'm not doing. I jumped on the don't, last don't grenade. That grenade and just mush forward. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing it, Dennis. I jumped on the last grenade. You see, I saw. I could make sure that you got to go to smush forward. I'm not doing it. Last call, last call. I need to take this grenade. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not taking it. I'm taking a grenade. It's going to blow up in our faces. Come on, Vinny. Take the grenade, man. No, I'm not doing it. Like, you know what happened this episode? Um, this episode was sore, so bad that Jordy's mom actually killed herself. She's like, you know what? I was going to come back to life and see my son, but I just can't do it now. This episode just sucks too much. Yeah. Those aliens were like, you know what? No. I'm just gonna please take us out of our atmosphere. <laughs> Kill us. I'm just gonna end it all now, dude. Yeah. Q decided he doesn't want to deal with the Enterprise anymore. Like, you know what, Enterprise? If you're gonna let this stuff happen, I don't want anything to do with you guys. Yeah. I'm going to DS9. Kevin shows back up. Kevin and his wife, who live on their nice house planet, come back and go like, "You guys are dicks." He wipes out all of the writers from the show. He should have just wiped. They, just, they should have just sent him to this dumb planet and let him wipe them all out with their dumb shirts and stupid jackets. Yeah. Bring me Kevin. Yeah. I just hate it. 
I just hate it. I just hate it. It's bad. It's really bad. Really, man. Like, I'm sorry. What other episodes this idiot right? No, nothing. I looked and like, this was, I guess like he tried to salvage something and it just didn't work out. And then he wrote a couple of, I think they even let him write a DS9 episode, but how do they let you go from like, okay, you sucked on forces of nature, but you know what? We're going to give you another try. You wrote the worst. I guess the first one, it looks like the first one that he actually wrote was Gambit. All right. Which isn't bad. Like, I mean, he's, I guess he's hit, hit or miss. And when he misses, he misses badly. But I mean, like, after this episode, you think, like, he's, they, like, he's the Rob Deer of Star Trek writers. <laughs> He'll strike out a hell of a lot. But when he hits the ball, it'll fly a mile. He did relics. Did he do relics? Uh, said he was able to fully indulge his passion on the occasion for the production of the six season homage episode Relics, in which he served as the science consultant. Oh my god, this episode sucks. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't see letting this guy write anything. Hello? Okay. Uh, yeah, he can. Let's see, how many episodes did he work on for TNG? As a writer, he wrote nine episodes. Ugh. Wow. Let's see which nine. He wrote The First Duty. I don't remember. Uh-huh. I don't remember that one. He wrote The Quality of Life. It sounds familiar, The Quality of Life. Oh, that's the one where um, Jordy, no, that's the one where um, Quality of Life is the one where um, uh, uh, he has the accident. He's a, he's a cripple. Remember when, no, they, when they make war for cripple? The styrofoam falls on him and breaks his back. Isn't that it, right? He becomes a cripple? It might be. Yeah. No, no, that's the one with Data discovers a group of robots that he believes are life forms. Oh, that episode sucked. Oh. Remember those? It's like that's those exocoms. Yeah, the exocoms. Okay. Oh, fuck those. See, I was trying to give that guy more credit than he deserved. No, no, um, he's digging a deeper hole. All right. So, so far he's 0 for 1. His, the first duty episode was following incident at the academy the training exercise okay that's when wesley crusher becomes a murderer okay i'm cool with that one now it's a good one so he did the wesley murderer one the little stupid things that data wants them to be alive he does face of the enemy which is troy is captured and masqueraded as a romulan intelligence agency but that's another bad episode where they just throw us in the middle of it and don't explain what the hell's going on yeah so that episode stinks yeah. Suspicions. We caught in a trap. <laughs> I can't walk out. Because I don't know how to write a story. Dr. Crusher violates Stargate regulation and medical ethics when she investigates the death of a Ferengi scientist. I remember that one. Okay. That one wasn't that one wasn't terrible. No, it was terrible because why is she being an investigator? She's not even a good doctor. Yeah, but there were cool scenes with um, with what's her face, uh, with uh, the lady with the hat, uh, Guy. Yeah, yeah, there was some cool scenes with that the one. lady with the hat, <laughs> the tennis elbow, <laughs> and then uh, Gambit Part One and Two. Those were good. Yeah, Forces of Nature, not so much. Homeward, which was Worf's adopted brother violates the prime directive by saving a group of villagers from a doomed planet. Yeah. I mean, that one's okay. I don't remember that one. 
he like they the plan is gonna blow up so he puts them all on the holodeck without telling anybody oh uh, yeah is that the, remember the one with the space irish people <laughs> remember that episode with the yeah. space with the space irish yeah riker's yeah. banging the irish lady yeah it's like oh riker i want you to stick it in my butt and then you have uh, a <laughs> <laughs> stick it in willy my willy hole and then she does the Lieutenant Rowe episode. So out of, out of his career on Star Trek and on TNG, there's one, two, three, Gambit, and then four, maybe five good ones. Five out of, so he's batting 500. So I guess you're right. It's either it's, it's, it's great or it sucks. Yeah. Oh. oh, Riker, I want you to stick it in my butt. Oh, Riker, your shillelagh is just magnificent. You got some pikeys. <laughs> you want a caravan. Kevin. That's my mom. I haven't watched that movie in a while. It was on Netflix. I watched it recently. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. But you know what you know what's not good? This. We have to I, I can't believe we have to watch I can't believe we have to watch it. Well you know what? Watching it isn't too terrible. Having to talk about it and appear to be interested in this revolting piece of shit. We all should have just pulled a Manny and not showed up. Yeah. <laughs> just release an episode of silence. Just blank. Just, go. just the audio track from the episode. Oh my God. No, really. Ugh. <laughs> oh God. It, it would have been like on the, uh, on the radio show when you guys did the rain delay and you just played Predator. <laughs> <laughs> We got a lot, we got into a lot of trouble for that one. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a lot of people who didn't think that was too great. <laughs> How much of the Predator did we play? I don't remember. You got pretty far into it, I think. <laughs> they really let us do whatever we wanted to on that show, man. I mean, like, there was no stopping us. Yeah. We did whatever we wanted to. They let us play the Predator, the audio of the movie The Predator. <laughs> On a radio show. With no, like, explanation. <laughs> all of a sudden. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I just, I don't even remember why we did it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Wait, is uh, Major General Franklin Kirby, is he in Predator or is he in Commando? General Franklin Kirby's in Commando. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. <laughs> Dylan <laughs> You son of a bitch I'm thinking about getting pencils, Dylan. I'm thinking about getting another Arnold Schwarzenegger Theme tattoo because I have the Predator one So I might get another one I might get Conan sword tattooed somewhere on me Yeah Because I mean like I was watching Conan last night Because it it's on Netflix And I mean fuck, Conan the Barbarian the original one yeah. Yes. Have you seen Conan the Barbarian lately? No, not lately. Oh, dude, it's just. I tried to watch it, but it was the uh, when I looked it up on Netflix, it was the newer one with Jason Momoa. No, 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 no. They just put it back up. They they, they just put it back up. Do yourself a favor. It's it's kind of like it's like three hundred. Did you enjoy three hundred? Yeah. No, I've seen the movie before. I mean, when I was a kid, I've seen it. God, I just love it. Like I just turn it on, it just makes me so happy. Like I just want to like punch people in the face and like ransack a village and like 
chop someone's head off and like have sex with like some Filipino witch lady. Like it's just really good, man. It's just really good. I love that movie. It's just, there's just something about it. Like, because it's perfect casting because Arnold Schwarzenegger at that point in his life and in his career is almost like a Neanderthal. Like when you look at him, like he looks like a goddamn, like he looks like the missing link. And he's just got that big weird jaw and he talks really weird. And it's just, it's wonderful. Isn't Grace Jones doing that too? That's the, I think that's Red Sonia. Okay. Because they made like, Conan, Conan the Barbarian. They made Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, and then they made Red Sonia, which I think he shows up in. Right. I, I haven't seen Red Sonia, but I mean, God, I just love Conan the Barbarian. And like James Earl Jones has like a weird Prince vibe. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so awesome. Like, I just love it. The snake with two heads and one body. <laughs> it's awesome. I let's. It's one of my favorites, and I want to get the co. I would like to get the Conan sword tattooed somewhere on me. Crom <laughs> on your back, so you can just draw it. No, 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 just a little one. I just want a little one somewhere, like a little Conan sword. Yeah, maybe I'll like maybe because I don't know, maybe like right here or something, like a little sword, maybe from my wrist to my like that big, like a, the Crom sword. Crom. <laughs> what is best in life? Crush enemies to have them driven before you. The lamentations of the women. I didn't know what lamentations was. I had to look it up. Yeah, but you knew it was awesome. I thought it was sex. Like I thought they were going to have sex with them. But it's 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 the you know what? It's cooler that it's not sex. That it's the 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 sorrowful songs of loss. Like that makes it so much more rad that he wants to hear all the men in their life have been eliminated. (laughs) He wants to hear them crying and singing sad songs about all their dead family members. It's so I don't want to see it. I just want to hear it. I want to hear the lamentations of the women. I want a radio station with only lamentations of the women. Only the lamentations of the women hits all the time. Singing songs about being dead and losing their families. Hey, you're listening to 102.7. <laughs> all lamentations, all the time. This is my station. Turn it up. I love it. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite lamentation. <laughs> it's one particular <laughs> lamentation. This is my favorite one. I can't get enough of it. It's so great. Oh, my husband and my brother and my father and my son are all dead. Oh, listen to oh, this. awesome. Listen to the pain in her voice. It sounds so, so, so genuine and realistic. I killed them all. I, I made that happen. I killed them all. Love it. Love it. That would be better radio than most of what's out there now. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. I mean, they all can't play Predator. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the weird part is, the weird part is, I didn't even remember that until you just brought it up. And now I'm, and now I'm trying to remember why we did it. Like I don't even remember why. 
I remember arguing with our program director about it and like, oh, it was, it's funny. And he's like, this isn't funny at all. I'm like, dude, it's funny. Like, we're just playing Predator because there's a rain delay. I don't even know why there was a rain delay. Like, I don't remember any of this. I think if I recall correctly, like you guys said, if there's ever a day where somebody's running late or something like that. Well, then, it was pro- then, it was, then it had to be Mike. Yeah. And then we probably played it every day. Because he was always late. <laughs> late for his own funeral, that guy. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know why. I wish I remembered why. Now I might just t- I might just text Chapel or something to ask him why we did that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that makes me really happy. We geniuses, man, geniuses, geniuses. Way way ahead of our time. Yeah. Now I'm stuck doing a podcast reviewing the worst episode of Star Trek I've ever seen before in my whole life. <laughs> but I have it no other way with no other man but Dennis. So. It would be great if that, like halfway through the episode if you could just put in some Predator. <laughs> <laughs> I just fade out from us talking and then fade in <laughs> the beginning of Predator. Seriously, trust me. This is better for everyone. One of the greatest sci-fi one of the greatest sci-fi films ever made. I'm not afraid to say like I think I think I have a people hold aliens in that kind of regard. Like people love aliens. I think I like Predator. I love aliens. I think I like Predator more than aliens. I think because I think I have more of a connection to it with my youth, if you will. Yeah, oh, I think when I was a kid, because we had like a, uh, we had a VCR tape with Alien, Alien. <laughs> VCR tape. <laughs> and we would just play that all the time. Yeah, because Alien, Alien is a horror flick. Yes. Like it's a straight up space horror every, flick. Every movie in the Alien uh, franchise basically is a different kind of movie. Yeah, which is why I like it so much. Which is amazing because the first one is a horror film and the second one is just a straight up action movie. Like there's no, you know, it's 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 Terminator in space. Yeah. <clears throat> the third one's like really gritty. Yeah. The fourth one is kind of like a weird sci-fi action movie. They made a fourth one? Yeah, the one is the resurrection. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that one. And then they did the Prometheus, which I heard is it's either you love Prometheus or you hate Prometheus. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's good. All right, all right. Some people they don't, they just don't get it. Oh, so I, I just know Idris Elba is in it, so I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah, because I want to kiss his black face. Yeah, his British beautiful black face. Like, why are you trying he's, to kiss? Your, he's your black Idris Elba. What are you trying to kiss me for? What are you trying to kiss me for? Get away from me. I don't want to kiss you. You're, 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 you're a man. I don't, want to, I don't want to kiss you. Get away from me. 